podcast where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela and I'm Joe and on our main segment this week we're going to be discussing uh, 10 tips and tricks for planning your trip to Tokyo Disney. So if in 2020 you're interested in going to Japan for the Olympics or you're interested in just kind of seeing an international Disney park for the first time We're going to be discussing kind of 10 things that you should know if you've never done an international trip or an international Disney trip. Exactly. So before we get into news this week, I want to thank our sponsor, Podcorn. Podcorn is a podcasting ad marketplace for you. So if you are interested in starting your own Disney podcast or if you have a podcast of your own and you're looking to get sponsorships, Podcorn uh, is a great place. It's it's built for podcasts of all size, so you can be a small podcast like us, you can be a mega podcast. It really has the flexibility of connecting advertisers with podcasts of any size, and it makes it really easy. So we recently signed up for Podcorn to try to get some sponsors for our show, and it's uh, really nice. You can go on, they have a marketplace, and you can see all the advertisers out there kind of what their budgets are, what they're looking for, and then you can submit proposals. And then if you're selected, then it's a very easy transaction. If you're interested in learning more, you can go to podcorn.com. That's P-O-D-C-O-R-N.com. Or you can also check out the links in our show notes. So again, want to thank Podcorn for being a sponsor of today's episode. All right, so on to Disney news. So Disney announced that they're going to be creating a Club Run Disney. So this is an annual membership related to Run Disney. So the uh, registration is going to be starting February 18th. You can buy these annual memberships, but they run from October 1st of 2020 through September. So there's... Wait, but Joe, what does this entail? So there's... (laughs) There's three different uh, tiers of this, ranging from $265 a year up to $800 a year, depending on what package you want. Uh, it seems like all of them come with like a welcome jacket and like a, a special magnet and membership card and some sort of discount to uh, the races throughout the year. And then as you get to the higher tiers, like the gold membership, uh, that's the the middle package. It's $480 a year. You get a guaranteed opportunity to purchase uh, one spot in either the half marathon or marathon race for each weekend through early registration. And then if you get the platinum membership, which is the uh, just under $800 a year, you can you're guaranteed a spot in any race distance um, through each race weekend. Plus you get upgraded corral placement. So you know, run Disney and we did the run Disney last year. We did the uh, rival run and right. we've talked about, you know, how big these uh, marathon weekends and race weekends have become to Disney. So this is just kind of an additional step up that if people want to pay extra and they like doing these races, they're kind of guaranteed a spot in the race. Cause it can be very hard to get registration in some of these. Yeah. Okay. So again, when you have a Joe, this to me, like it, in my world, things just work out. So to me, this doesn't sound like it would be worthwhile, but I guess if you're a person who really wants to do one of these, but you know, you're not really going to be one of the first people online to try to register or you're, you're not, you want to do it last minute. I don't, I'm I'm like, I'm struggling with the price on this. There has to be something there. I will say, I mean, it it definitely is expensive. Yeah, it definitely is expensive. But if you are someone who does multiple uh, run Disney races throughout the year, 
I could kind of see this being worth it because, especially Marathon Weekend, the the one that that just happened uh, this past weekend in January, it it can be it sells out very quickly. I mean, they open up registration for that race, you know, maybe March or April the year before. I mean, it's six to nine months before, and the the major races like the you know, the marathon or the half marathon fill up very quickly. And sometimes you're only left with a 10K or a 5K or, you know, signing up for the dopey challenge of all of them. So it, it can be difficult to get some of the, you know, distances that you want. So if you are somebody that like really wants to do the marathon and you want to do a couple races and you want to be guaranteed a spot, I could see this making sense. But to your point, you know, it's $800 a year for the, the Platinum Plus the registration for these races are a few hundred dollars each. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's an interesting proposition. I'm sure there's some people that, that would want to do this. You could upgrade to corral placements, which kind of helps. Um, but yeah, you, you really have to do multiple races a year for this, I think, to make sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whenever you said club run Disney, I just thought that maybe there was some sort of community of some sort that this would kind of also include you in. Well, I'm sure, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a community. I mean, there's already a community of people that do these yes, races. Exactly. So you don't necessarily need to you don't need buy that. into this, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's just more for the people. It's, it's the hardcore people that do these races every single year, year after year. Cause there are a lot of people that, I mean, it's, you know, they're down there every January for marathon weekend and now they're doing the princess and the star Wars. I mean, they'll go down three or four times a year to do these races. And if you're somebody like that, it's kind of just, it's almost like a concierge level, uh, you know, club for you if you're doing these multiple races. But again, if, if you're just somebody that's like, hey, I'm going to try this once, it's definitely not something, you know, you need to get. Again, you get some additional swag like a jacket and it says on your race bib, hey, you're part of the, the run club. But yeah, if you're most people aren't, I think, going to find this valuable. Yeah, I think I'd rather but be, again, I would rather be an annual pass holder. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's catering to you know, that small portion of people that want right. this. I mean, t- to Disney's point, they have so many people visiting each year. When you have 20 million people coming to your theme parks each year, you're going to have a lot of different subsets of demographics of people. So you don't have to come up with things that appeal to millions of people a year. I mean, y- you can get pretty granular and say, hey, this is for, you know, maybe 5,000 people that do multiple races a year, but because they have so many people, it, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, so it, and that's what they do with a lot of this stuff. So uh, another thing that was just announced the uh, mini collection. So each month of this year, they're going to be doing a special collectible series around mini mouse. So this month is space mountain theme. So they have mini oh ears, mugs, they have a mini doll. They have a lounge fly backpack, a specialty pin set, and I mean, this first month, uh, it's kind of all white and purple themed. Yeah, I think it, this is great. This is this is on point. So Minnie be, be looking so fly in her dress. By the way, her dress just looks like the top part of uh, Space Mountain in the, oh, I didn't on even, the stuffed animals. I didn't even realize that. I didn't that. either. I had to look at it closer. Um, but yeah, so it looks like it's it's asymmetrical, and yeah, it has the the vertical lines going up and down, and multiple layers. 
So it looks really cute. She looks awesome. That's the stuffed animal. There's a cup. There, there's a mug. There's is, Are those pins? I, yes, there's pins. And they announced that there's going to be coming out with a magic band. That's not yet available, mm -hmm. but that's going to be coming soon as part of this as well. So yeah, every month they're going to be doing a different theme. The, the colors of this one are reminiscent of the, the ears they had a few years ago, the... Um, the ones that were purple and blue, I know I have them, but every time I wear them to a park now that they don't sell them anymore, everyone's always yeah, like, these are a little oh, bit different. They're kind of they're they're um, more they're space more, themed. Yeah, there's more, more white. To like them. they're more of a purple purple. No, there's no blue to them, but they are gorgeous. So yeah, I definitely I think that they're gonna. I mean, Disney knows how to make cash cows, and like they're 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 gonna be producing the milk on this. Yeah, one. yeah. So this is good too. You can buy this. It's it's a monthly series, but you can buy each of these items individually. So they're available, you know, out on the uh, the shop Disney store or in the theme parks. So the last piece of Disney news, and this is kind of a rumor, and I'm not sure how I feel about this, but the rumor is that in the Obi Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series, our uh, favorite character Jar Jar Binks uh. is going to be returning, and and maybe making an appearance. Uh, this is according to makingstarwars.net and they are very good in terms of leaking information around Star Wars. I mean they they had a lot of leaks around the rise of Skywalker that proved proved to be correct. I think they were the first ones to come out and say that a Yoda species would be included in the Mandalorian, oh, wow. which turned out to be the, the you know the child baby Yoda. So they're they're saying that they've already done some screen tests around this and it's going to be uh an older Jar Jar is going to have a beard to kind of show the passage of time. And I don't know that how big of a character he's going to be, but I think it's just going to be, hey, he kind of runs into an old friend. I, I can kind of see this. Okay, so when you said that, I, of course, giant sigh of, ugh, are you kidding me? But if it's just a passing, like a cameo, um, I think that people will be like, oh, no, Jar Jar, and kind of like think it's sort of funny. So yeah, I then, could see it being okay. And in The Mandalorian... There were a lot of like guest characters that were maybe only in an episode or two. I mean, they didn't necessarily have a huge part in the show. It was really right. centered around the Mandalorian. So I could see that as well. Maybe he's in an episode or two. And I almost think they're doing this because they're like, hey, we kind of need to redeem Jar Jar here a little <laughs> bit. Like he had such a bad rap from the Phantom Menace. Let's try to do him a little bit differently. Do him better. Maybe not so over the top. He's kind of this like aged, you know, wise Gungan now and stuff. And so maybe they can like downplay a little bit. People are like, all right, maybe Jar Jar wasn't so bad. So I, I find it interesting that they are going that way. So we'll, we'll kind of see again. They're rumored to be going that yeah, way. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, I making starwars.net has been pretty accurate. And if they really have done screen tests, I think it's, you know, kind of more of a lock than not, but, but we'll see. But if they do end up going this way, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, and, and I think we'll, we'll turn out okay. So exactly all right so on to our main topic this week top 10 tips for planning your trip to uh, tokyo disney resort so you know it's 2020 this year it's the start of the year you may be looking to venture internationally for your disney trip this year maybe you're thinking about going to japan for the olympics yeah, i was just gonna say going for the olympics exactly so uh if you're considering that we went to uh the tokyo disney resort last year and it is um, it's very different from going to the U.S. parks, not only being there, but also just planning the trip in general. Um, so we, we kind of had a lot of lessons learned from 
us planning a trip and going there. So, and Joe's being generous when he says us, it was, it was all him. I didn't want to take all the credit for it. So. <laughs> Listen, I will give you credit where credit is due. Thank you. Yeah. So we, we've kind of compiled this, you know, top 10 list. And if you want to hear our reviews of the theme parks themselves, you can go back to our episodes last year. I think it was somewhere in the sixties where we kind of talk through uh, the different rides and the food and things. So this is more of just kind of like planning and things to know, things you may not be thinking of if you've never, you know, traveled internationally one or traveled internationally to a Disney theme park. So the first thing is that I want to mention. So the first kind of tip is that purchasing tickets uh, can be difficult, especially if Mm -hmm. you're in America. So this is one thing that I learned very quickly and was a major source of frustration. Yeah. I mean, usually anytime Joe wants anything done, um, it's just, okay, well I want to do this. And then it's like magic and then it's just done. And Joe's like, Oh, okay, well I booked this or I did this. I remember very distinctly when you were planning this, you were like, you know, I can't quite figure this out. And to me, I was just like, Whoa, like you didn't, you didn't just automatically make the magic happen. Like there was actually some seams there that I could see. Yes, It and, was hard. Yeah. I had to go on a lot of uh, different websites and like forums for people that have, you know, gone to Tokyo Disney, like TripAdvisor and, and Disney forums and, and people to try to figure out what was happening. So, I mean, it's easy to find the tickets on the Tokyo Disney website. You can easily find your different options for tickets. The problem becomes whenever you have to pay for it with your credit card, because it is international for whatever reason, a lot of credit card companies and from researching it, it seems like most of the credit card companies want to re- uh, block this transaction as some sort of fraud. And yeah. so, I, I mean, I had, I, I tried buying these tickets three or four times. I tried three or four different credit cards and every time, cause I read somewhere like MasterCard may work better or, you know, you have to have this authorized visa card. And I looked and my card supposedly had this. So I, I kind of tried everything and nothing worked. Digging into it more, what I found out is yes, it will, your card may reject the charge. So what you have to do, and I had to do this, I had to call my, I had to put the transaction through. What card did you end up using? Uh, I think it ended up being a Visa card. So okay. I, I, uh, you basically have to put the transaction through, call your credit card company and say, I'm trying to buy tickets to Tokyo Disney. They will see the charge and then uh, you say, yes, that's correct. And then they will, you know, set it to go through. So, and actually what happened to me the first time is I did this. The credit card company said, okay, it's good, but it was only good for like four hours. I was going to say, I thought it was okay. So it was four hours. Cause I was thinking it was 24, No, I, but I don't think it was a 24 doesn't sound right now that I think about it. Cause you would handle something. Yeah, it was a, a much, it was a much smaller window. Like I, I originally emailed them and it was a much smaller window. So I went on, you know, I didn't get to the email in time and I went on and it still didn't work. So I ended up having to call. So save yourself a lot of frustration when you're looking to buy the tickets. Just call. Yeah. Make sure, you know, call ahead. You may have to put the, the transaction through once in order to, uh, for it to show up for them. But yeah, just know you're going to have to call in order to get the tickets. Um, so if you do that, you'll be good. Once you have the tickets, it, it's no problem at all. And using your credit card once you're in the park is fine. If you're physically in Japan and there, it's not a problem. Yeah, did you have to notify our credit card companies and stuff that we were going to Japan? 
Um, it, it depends on your credit card company. When you when you travel internationally, some cards say you don't have to let them know. They have algorithms to detect that. Other ones say give you a heads up. So I don't remember what we what we did. Uh, but yeah, but once you're there, you're fine. So if you're buying car tickets from America, know that. If you want to wait till you get there, uh, you can do that as well. So the the second tip and thing to know and this is around the tickets, is there's no park hopping. So there are mm-hmm. two theme parks. There's Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea at the Tokyo Disney Resort, but there's no park hopping like there is in uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Yeah, I, I will say that this might sound a little like, oh, man, but to be honest with you, I don't think we were ever really that tempted to park hop. I think, how many days were we there for? Well, I think, didn't we go an extra day than we said we were going to go to? I think we added a day. And this is the caveat to it. So you're right. We were there for three days. So if you buy a three-day ticket, if you buy anything longer than a two-day ticket, the third or fourth day, you can park hop. Yeah. Okay. That was it. Okay. Yeah. that, That makes a lot more sense. So we, I think we spent a day in each park and then we had, I think, a couple rides we wanted to go to in Disneyland, and then we went and spent the rest of the day in Disney Sea the second day, the that last day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The third day we definitely did park hop, and to your point, there definitely is enough to do since it's your first time there and everything's kind of new. Right. That you can spend a whole day in each park. It's not like you know Hollywood Studios used to be where a lot of people said, "Hey, that's a half day park," or you know, a lot of people, you know, Epcot. If you don't like all the food or something, there's not a lot of rides. Maybe that's only a half day. I mean, these are full parks. You can easily spend a day in each of them. Yeah. Disneyland is upgraded Magic Kingdom. There's a lot of extra rides, but then also well, your Disneyland. same favorites. It's very much like, like yeah. the original Disneyland yeah. as well. Yeah, and it's also like, you know, your 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 favorite rides, of course, too. But with the Japanese flit like a flair to them. Again, like I, I think we've mentioned this before on on some of our episodes when we came right back from Japan, that they have updated some of our favorites because the park is newer. And so the things that you're, you know, and you're familiar with still don't quite look the same and they're nice. Right. Exactly. Not that our park right, stuff no, exa- isn't nice, exactly. but, yeah, it's, but it's it a is different, different enough. Yeah. 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 So even if, even if you're like, oh, I've been on, uh, you know, Peter Pan a million times, it's, it's still different enough in Japan that it's worth going on. Yeah. I don't like the American Peter Pan, but the one in, in Japan was awesome. Yeah. So, so again, if you buy uh, just a two day ticket and and what you actually have to do is you have to pick which park you're going to be at each day. Mm -hmm. So you have to tell them day one, I'm going to be at this park day two, I'm going to be at that park. It's not like you can just choose when you get there. If you buy your tickets ahead of time, you have to pick. And then if you buy longer than that third, fourth day, uh, then you can park hop, uh, however you want. Okay. And then another thing that I think is really I mean, this seems like a no-brainer, but also, I mean, when I was on Pinterest, I saw the opposite and that English isn't as prevalent as you would think it is, particularly like, you know, all around the country for sure. But even in the Disney parks, a lot of the people don't know a lot of English. And again, I'm saying this because if you go on some of the forums, if you go on Pinterest, people would say things like, oh, you know, they know English pretty well there, so you're not going to have much of a problem. And they do, but very basic English. Yeah, and so I will add to that that even though they don't speak a lot of English, it's okay. It it never was yeah. really a problem for us throughout um, throughout Japan in general, but specifically in uh, the Tokyo Resort, 
that the cast members, they spoke enough basic English to kind of say, hello, take your order. Right. Enough that you could... You could communicate what you had to get across. All the, all the menus have pictures on them. It's so. amazing how much you can convey by smiling, pointing, and, you know, just yeah, holding saying, up a number one, just saying two. thank you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so to, so to that point, and, and there are a few cast members, they, they had pins. We noticed a few of them that said, like, right. English speaking. And, and this is the same thing if, if you go to our parks. Now, obviously. Yeah, you're speaking Spanish. I was, or, yeah, I was going to say, most language. people are, aren't going to notice that because probably a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are English speakers because, you know. But yeah, so if you ever notice in our parks, there are people who wear those pins that say that they speak another language. Right. But they still have, uh, you know, maps in English. The, all the signs are in English. A lot of the rides have the, the safety announcements are in English. Um, the rides or shows where people are talking aren't in English. Um, but again, except you, for the Stitch ride. Ah, uh, yeah, you can get a little you can video. get a translator. But like thing. Jungle Cruise, it's all in Japanese. So yeah. I mean, you, you can kind of get what's going on. I mean, and that's I mean that's part of the fun of it too, of just going and you have no idea what they're saying, but just kind of, you know, seeing people's emotions and reactions to things, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's a lot of fun uh, as well. So yeah, even though they don't speak English, you know, it, it's, it's still okay. And also, um, you know, if you're going to go to a country and not, I, I mean, first of all, you should learn your common pleasantries. Uh, it, it, they appreciate the fact that you try to learn. And I know that the couple times that I pulled out Oishi, which I learned from watching, um, terrace house that on means netflix de- that means delicious it means delicious but the, a couple times that i pulled that out the their eyes like popped open and they were like oh you know some like you know some japanese but they did appreciate that i put forth some ap- effort to try to learn a little bit i mean you knew more than i right. did so but- so erigatu means thank you you mentioned uh oishi, oishi is uh delicious, delicious. Konnichiwa, Konnichi- obviously, hello. Yeah, konnichiwa is, 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 is it's, good it's, good, yeah, it's good afternoon. Yeah, it's good afternoon. But you can use it for anything. Konbanwa is good, uh, good, good evening. evening. Right. And, and again, though, if you just go konnichiwa, that's basically a hello greeting. Right. Uh, and then arigatou. So if you know those two terms, uh, you can say, you know, hello and thank you. Yeah. That, that's all you really need. And again, um, arigatou gozaimasu, which is like, thank you very much. Right. So uh, another thing to know, so this is kind of the the fourth tip, is that there's no pin trading yeah. at these parks. So they, they don't have uh, pin trading at all, but you can still get pins. They actually give pins away as uh, <laughs> constellation prizes for some of the uh, the games they have at Disney Seed. I don't know if they have games at Disneyland. I didn't play any there, but we played one in the um, Aladdin area at Disney Sea, and they just give you a pin, <clears throat> you know, as for losing, essentially. Yeah. And it was a nice, like, if you bought that in the States, it was the a pin, trip, yeah, it was a chipper day. It would like probably be like a pin. $10 pin, which was pretty impressive because I think you paid five bucks to play the $5 game. To play, yeah. So if you won, you got like a stuffed animal, which was pretty nice, but your consolation prize was super nice. So yeah, I, right. they, yeah, they so do have them. You can find them in some of the shops. Uh, there were, I know, I think I saw some big, some bigger pins, but I know I didn't end up getting any pins there. I got keychains instead. They right. were bigger. But yeah, so but don't think you have to take your pins to pin trade or anything because no. you're not going to be able to do that. So the uh, the fifth thing to know is <laughs> that you have to pay for the monorail. Yes. So they do have a monorail that goes from the hotels to the different parks, and you will need to take the monorail to get from one park to another. You can't walk 
to one to the other like you can at, at Disneyland. It's more like Disney World where it's a little bit spread out. So you have to pay to ride the monorail, but it's the same way to pay as if you take the subway. So if you have a subway card, you yeah. can just swipe that in order to get in. If you don't have a subway card, you can buy tickets. Just one, you can buy like one way or one day tickets. I think for like one ride, it's $2. I think if you buy it for the day, it's maybe like five or $6. So it works out if you're going to ride it you know, a couple times. It's, it's really not that expensive, but that's just, you know, one thing to know when you're getting around there that uh, the monorail does cost money. Mm-hmm. There are some, so if you're going to go, obviously the, one of the biggest concerns is where are you going to stay? And my suggestion would be there are prop. Yeah. I was gonna say there are, like we just mentioned, there are a couple yeah. of hotels and they're pretty there nice hotels. Nice too. looking hotels on property. I know we walked in, they looked very nice, very ornate. I, I want to say they have two hotels. That seems there. Right. We walked into the one. I think that's the, I think that that was the Disneyland hotel. I'm not exactly sure of the name. It's kind of escaping me right now. But that is, I think, kind of in the same vein as, uh, you know, in Florida you have the the Grand Floridian. In California you have the Grand Californian. Kind of like you know Disney at at all these resorts has a top of the line premier hotel, and. That is their hotel. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's called the Disneyland Hotel. Tokyo Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. So that's so that's like their main one. And I believe they have another one, which is um, a little bit less expensive, but it's still pretty nice. Yeah, they do, because they have one that actually is over the entrance of Disney Sea. And that one's called Tokyo Disney Sea Hotel Miracosta. Right. And that's a really nice one, too. So we didn't go into that one. Yeah, that one looked incredible. And that one. You can actually, actually see into the park from some of the rooms. Well, right. And also, so they do. So that one faces the harbor. That one faces the, the, the water. So when they have shows. So this summer when we went, they had a Pirates of the, of the Caribbean show when they were doing all the water and the splashing. And they also hold another show later in the day there, too. You could just sit in your room and watch from up there. We actually could see some of the people in their windows watching. So that was pretty right. So, but I interrupted you. So you're saying a place to stay. So you can stay on property, but kind of the yeah, we the, didn't. The tip is to that, stay off property. We're going to save money. Yeah. So it's not like when you. So if you go to Disney World, everyone pretty much knows that you could try to stay in a cheaper hotel, but then the issue comes with lack of convenience and the fact that you just don't get to use Disney. Transportation. And you're really not going anywhere. Usually when you go to Disneyland, there's so much there to do. You're spending a week there. Whereas exactly. I think Tokyo is different. You can spend two or three days there, but there's a lot more to do in the city than just that. Right, exactly. So you might want to stay off property. So if you do, there are lots of hotels. Obviously, it's very, very close to Tokyo. I think it took us 40 minutes on the subway to get from our hotel to, to if it was slow. I mean, yeah, it's maybe a half hour and it's depending on where you stay. Right. So we, we ended up staying at the best Western and I don't know which one, but I think that there was probably only one. Uh, I'm best. sure there's more best Western. Yeah. We, we stayed somewhat, uh, East of the city. So kind of closer to where, uh, Tokyo Disney resort is. And, and Tokyo Disney resort is a little bit outside the city. Um, but to your point, yeah, I mean, you can find some inexpensive hotels. I, I think ours was like $90 Yeah, I was going to say, ours was really cheap because what we ended up doing is we went to Tokyo and then we also took 
the um oh my goodness this train always escaped. the bullet train yeah the bullet train what's it called shuriken sure the uh yeah it's it's uh shurkasen. yeah so we took that to kyoto but instead of bringing all of our luggage with us because we were international and we were staying for two weeks we actually kept our hotel room in tokyo so that we didn't have to bring everything with us right yeah so, so, so it was really inexpensive compared to what staying on property would be and and it does again afford you it, it's not that hard to get to tokyo and it's almost easier because then if you're going to do other things in the city you're closer to the city to doing everything so we went when we went to other destinations in tokyo itself you know we're only you know a 15 minute subway ride from anywhere whereas if we would have stayed at the tokyo disney resort and we wanted to go to anywhere in the city we would right. be an hour away to get into the heart of the city exactly. so it, it, it you can save money and it also makes it a lot easier um, to kind of get to these different places so. yeah all right so the the next tip here is that there is a lottery for uh, seats at the shows so you can you can go into each park and they have a few different uh, shows throughout the day. And if you want to try to get a reserved seat, so you don't have to wait in line. And people line up like an hour ahead of time of these shows if they don't have a uh, ticket for a reserved seat. So you do have to be early if you don't have a reserved seat. But you can go in and you select. I think you get like two or three chances a day, and you pick what show you want, what time you want. And if you're lucky enough to get a ticket, you're reserved, so you can just show up 10 minutes before the show, and you have you have a guaranteed seat. Uh, again, if you don't, you have to go kind of wait in the unreserved line. So we were lucky. Uh, one time we got a we won the lottery, and you know immediately, like there's just a touch screen, and you know immediately. So we we got a lottery for the show. Uh, another time we tried to get tickets, but we didn't, so we had to go early. Uh, and kind of get in and get a seat, which we were able to do. So but that's one thing to know. So whenever you get in, if you are interested in the shows, check out the maps. Hey, don't, it, it not, not if you are interested in the shows. You are interested in the shows. Even if you're not, you're like, oh, I don't really like the American shows. Their shows in Japan are a step above the, the shows that we have here in the States. Uh, they are fantastic. They have a really high production value. A lot of them are actually in English. Uh, we went to see some jazz. I think it was a jazz one. The um, big band beat. Yeah, the big band beat. That and was that was all. Show. I mean, there was a host. There he was, was American. Yes. He was American. He hosted in, in English and they sang in English. So yeah, you, you would have thought you were in a park in a Disney park in the U.S., because yeah. Yeah, it was just a, it was a regular show. Right. Yeah. They're very well known for their shows and the quality of their shows. Right. Yeah. So whenever you come in on the map, I believe it, it marks where the lottery places are. I don't really recall where it is in Disneyland, but I know in Tokyo Disney Sea, it's when you first enter the park as you're coming to the lagoon, I believe like on your left um, towards that way. I think it's near the like the Big Band Beat Theater. But if you check the map uh, or ask someone... Uh, if you can find someone that, that kind of understands what you're looking for, but definitely notes on the map where the the lottery uh, centers are. Go there early. Uh, you know, again, you can if you don't get it the first time. I think, like I said, you can try like two or three times, and it goes by your ticket. So that's kind of how you have the the chance to do that. So, All right, and then kind of uh, related to that. So the the next thing to know is that. Everybody sits for the parades. Oh, my goodness. Let, let me tell you, this is the hidden gem of the Tokyo experience, the Tokyo Disney experience. I mean, there are certain things about about 
the Japanese people that make me feel like an animal being American. And one of the things <laughs> are toilets. Our toilets are crap. Our public restrooms are terrible. So if you ever go to Japan, you're going to come back and be like, why do we use this? Like, what is this ridiculous thing? You love thing? the heated toilet seats. I mean, heated. They have um, bidets built in. They are. They have the, they electronic, no- they have the electronic toilet seats. Have they, you ever seen, you know, on TV that they have those like very fancy toilet seats? I mean, it's true. That's really what they the have public, over there. In the, a lot of the public restrooms. I'm sure that there are some that don't have them, but in a lot of them, like in the airports and stuff, when you're going to the bathroom, they will play a noise if you know the correct button to push and it's pretty easy to figure out. They will play a noise so that people can't hear you peeing. Like it's just the most incredible thing. But anyway, I don't even remember what we're talking about right now. Go- Sitting at parades. That's it. Yes. So, you know, if you're a short person like me, Joe, this has never been a problem for you. But it yeah, is- I'm usually blocking. I'm very conscious. Uh, you're very I, considerate. I, I actually liked it that you could sit because I... I am very conscious when I'm in a crowd because I am so tall and I've been tall pretty much my whole life. So <laughs> I'm very conscious when I'm in front of somebody or I'm in a crowd and I'm up near the front and I know there's people like shorter than me behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm very conscious of trying to make sure I'm not blocking them. I mean, I'll even step back a row or two. Like, you know, you like to be up front again so you can see. I'll even, you know, I'll try to stand behind you or step back a row or two, maybe let some people behind me fill in so that they can see because I don't want to block them. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is great because you go, everybody sits. You don't have to worry about blocking somebody. And, I mean, they don't want – they, I mean, actively police you right. for standing. I, like. Uh, again, I stood up when there was a break in the parade just to kind of stretch my legs because we were sitting for a while waiting for the parade. I mean, I wasn't standing five seconds and one of the cast members, you know, politely just motioned to me to sit down. And and again, I mean, there was there was not even a float in front of us, a float to be seen. I mean, we probably had a 30 seconds to a minute before another float came and I was up five seconds and they're just like, nope, get back yeah, down. Exactly. And there was nobody even behind me. We were in the last row. And so, I mean, they take it very seriously. They are very, a very, very considerate yeah, very people. Considerate. Um, and it makes for a much more enjoyable experience because you can go sit and you can kind of relax and wait. You don't have to worry about people, you know, standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it, it does make it very and, nice. I mean, and throughout, this is throughout Japan even. I mean, this is, I know this is not what we were talking about right now, but even speaking of their We're consideration, a lot here. well, yeah, but speaking of their <laughs> consideration again, like they're, they have some places we went to the English was above the Japanese. Like, I mean, not that everything was translated into English. It wasn't, but most places had English as an option. And sometimes it was again, so prominent that it was above Japanese. So they're just very considerate. Another thing about the parks, you know, having a, my mom is, uh, is handicapped. So sometimes, you know, when most people wouldn't think about, oh, how is this, you know, what, what's the accessibility here? I kind of, my mind sometimes does go there and Japan isn't super handicap accessible. I'd say, I, I mean, well, and it, I mean, it's a heavy walking it, city. Yeah, I think in, a lot of big fairness, cities I don't are, think we were looking for 
accessibility because we, we weren't for and i think there were elevators right. and things there were just a lot of stairs a lot of escalators but you're right it, it is a lot of walking I mean, we talked about the subway Every, everything's a subway to some place that is a lot of walking around well and the other thing is you know when you're trying to figure out where you need to go what line you need to take for the subway and things like that oh, adding very crowded trying to figure out where the elevators are and trying to communicate that is an added concern and an added stressor. So it would be very difficult as somebody with, you know, who's handicapped without somebody with you that can kind of yeah. advocate yeah. for it would, you. It would be very, it would be very hard. It would to be navigate. very hard. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to discourage anybody. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to say that they're not handicapped accessible because I, I definitely know, I mean, they are, you know, I mean, Japan is a very, modern country yes, yeah, yeah it's not like they're not handicap accessible there definitely are elevators to get to the train flat platforms i mean there, there's ramps and things like that but yeah to your point i mean it's it's like new york times 10 so if you could only imagine you know the amount of walking that you have to do to or, or what you have to do to get to the subways and find what platform you're on, what train you have to go on. I mean, it, it is, it's that times 10, just the number of people, the number of potential platforms you have to go to the, you know, how far things are spaced out. So if you've ever been to New York or a major city like that, uh, just think of that multiplied out. So it's definitely doable, but yeah, it would be a, it would be difficult. Uh, my big suggestion here would be if you are handicapped, staying on property would definitely probably be a must and then also another thing as far as like special needs are concerned, uh, research what you want to eat ahead of time. It was it, it was a little difficult trying to figure out on the spot what I wanted to eat. And I'm not by any means a picky eater. You're a lot more picky than I am. Yeah, I think this kind of goes back to uh, the limited English too. Like it, it's hard. Right. Again, t- to some extent, you know, if you want to order something, it's very easy to point and say, I want this. But if you want any sort of customization, that can become tricky to, to try to communicate that to somebody that maybe doesn't speak English as well and or understand it as, as well. Also, sometimes when it's in English, even then, it is not fully in English. So, for example, I know one of the first things I ordered when I was there was not it was this wasn't on a Disney resort, but I ordered a pizza and the pizza was like a veggie pizza. And I was you know excited about it. They but didn't when have I, everything listed on well, the menu. Yeah, when I got it, right? it had sausage, which I enjoyed. But, you know, if I had been eating you pe- didn't vegetarian want, right, there, yeah, right. I didn't really want meat. But I mean, it made the pizza way better. But at the same time, I wasn't tr- you know, I was trying not to I try not to eat meat generally and also while like while we're on this you know if you're eating a special you have a special diet like your celiac or um you have an allergy to soy again that that presents a, a bit of a problem you might just i know i think that they do they still allow you to bring snacks i think that they were a little difficult on bringing snacks even so no, we didn't try you to might want to look so into I that i don't remember that specifically yeah you might want to look into that all right so and then the 10th and final thing to know uh, about planning your trip your 2020 trip to uh, Tokyo Disney Resort <laughs> is they love Duffy out there. Oh my so, goodness! So Duffy, the Duffy the Disney Bear. If you don't know uh, who Duffy is or all of his friends, uh, Shelly May and uh, Gelatino, Stella Lou. Ge- what Gelatino? Is his name change? Gel- <laughs> Gelatoni. <laughs> and again, public service announcement. Gelatoni is not as ugly as we we have, right, we so have I was gonna previously say, stated. Right. So I was to say, if you don't know who they are, uh, check out our episode. He's a cat. Check out our episode last year. Well, Duffy's the bear. So check, well, yeah, but Gelatoni's a cat. So if 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 you don't know uh, who they are, definitely check out our episode uh, from last year where we kind of 
discuss the the Duffy phenomenon. It was interesting because when we went to uh, Disney World last year, and I don't know if it's because we were aware of Duffy that, that we kind of saw it. It's that thing of like, once you're aware of something, you see it more, but I definitely saw Duffy in the park. You know, people had Duffy bears in Florida, which I'd never seen before, but, but Duffy is huge over in Japan. He's essentially equal to, and in some cases I would say more popular than Mickey. I, I wouldn't even say equal to more popular than, than yeah. Mickey. I mean, his, his meet and greet was an hour to see Duffy and he's mm-hmm. much bigger in, Disney Sea than he is in Disneyland. I mean, right. that, that's where all the shops are if you want to get the Duffy merchandise. But but Duffy is is everywhere. So m- make sure you you read up on Duffy and know who he is before you. And go. it's not just kids that have Duffy stuff. The line in Japan between like childhood, particularly in the Disney parks, between childhood and adulthood was very blurred. Uh, we saw a gentleman who was probably in his forties with all of the Duffy dolls, every single one that they have. And they were, he just had, even them had the Alani exclusive. Turtle. Yeah. And like cookie who I think is from the Japanese or the not Japanese, the Chinese. Chinese parks. So he had all of them and he was like taking their little hands and waving at the gondolas in sea. So again, it was, it was very, very prominent and widespread. Yeah, definitely. So, so those are, are kind of your, your top 10 things to know tips for planning your vacation so you know if anybody's interested 2020 with the olympics being there (laughs) we're getting the the beauty and the beast attraction is going to be opening some new stuff in april so it's definitely a great time to go you know maybe maybe you're interested in going now and you and it's going to be a few years you want to save up until they have the expansion of Disney Sea, where they're mm-hmm. they're building a couple more lands there. You know, now's a good time but, to to kind of start saving up for, or go twice, go this year and then go again. Yeah, well, in a couple and again, years. when you're when you're there, there's two things I highly highly recommend doing besides Disney, and it's a going to do the rate the Mari car racing through the streets of Japan on a in a go kart. Yeah, that, that was, was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, fun go, experience. Go karting and then you dress up like a pokemon or i was the genie so they have disney no, characters pokemon i was the genie you were you were a ninja turtle oh correct okay i knew somebody was the genie <laughs> yeah it was me yeah so so they have i had to stay true to brand it's uh it's a ton of fun if you ever want to feel like a celebrity uh go do mari yeah mari car everyone stops wants to take your picture yeah it, it it's was... i mean people yeah you're right i mean there's there are people in taxis next to us banging on the windows getting us to look so they could take our picture i mean just people stopping on the corners and they do this all the time like you think people would be yeah. used to it but they're not they i mean they not. they absolutely love it it's a great way to see tokyo I would suggest doing yeah, that in the beginning great. of your tour of your time in Tokyo so you can learn from the tour guides what the good places to eat and things are because uh, they live there. But yeah, so and then B is go to Kyoto and go see the shrines, the different Shint- the Shinto and Buddhist temples. They are incredible. They're ornate. They're opulent. They're incredible. So I yeah, take but- some time, go out there. It's a lot more slow paced and you can just take the bullet train straight over there. It's a couple hours. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of great history and culture throughout Japan. So yeah, if you can, if you are planning to go for Disney, yeah, definitely take some you know extra time and kind of just explore the country. Like you said, it's it's very accessible. It's not a large country. I mean, a few hours by bullet train, you can get from one end to the other, and you can really see a lot. 
Uh, and it was really great. I mean, I think we both enjoyed it. I definitely would go back. I mean, I am kind of planning whenever all these expansions <laughs> are done to go back and, yeah. and kind of visit the resorts again, see some other parts of Japan we didn't Climb see. Climb Mount Fuji too. Yeah, that was that was a really great experience. So that's not, not for everybody necessarily, but <laughs> but it, yeah, if that's something you can do. Talk about not handicap accessible. It, yeah, but it's not overly difficult either. Oh, so it's, no, no. it's not like you zombie walk up. Yeah, the, it's not like rock climbing. You don't you don't need to be a rock climber. If you can hike uh, yeah, pretty well. I mean, you, climb is a very it's, it's hiking. Is, it's hiking. It's yeah. hiking. Yeah, it's it's kind of intense hiking. So if you've done some hiking, uh, you could probably handle it. So yeah, that's something great to do too. But but the, the view is beautiful. It is. So yeah, but so I think that that kind of wraps up the show. If uh, if any of our listeners are are planning a trip, definitely let us know. We'd love to we'd love to hear about what you went through planning <laughs> it. If you have any you trying know, to get tickets. If you have any good tips for us to add, uh, if you've if you've been to the the Tokyo Disney Resort recently, or again you do go this year or something, definitely let us know. We'd love to hear you know your trip recap. You know what what's going on if you get to ride the new Beauty and the Beast ride. Yeah, we'd check, love to hear some feedback. And on check that. out our old episodes too, because again we have a few where we talk a little bit more about setting up our trip. And also we have another one where we talk about a trip recap that's that we mentioned the different rides that we did ride and enjoyed and things like that. Yeah. And, and if you have any additional questions uh, about the, the Tokyo resorts or any other questions you would like us to answer or ideas for future topics, you can uh, send them to us through our website, enchantedearspodcast.com slash podcast question. You can also check us out on Facebook or Instagram or at Enchanted Ears Podcast on both. I want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast really appreciate it thanks for lending us your ears yeah, thanks everyone have a great week and we'll see you next monday bye colby